and welcome to the A Thousand Lives broadcast, the go-to podcast for all things related to Christian missions in China. This is Austin, your host and missionary to China with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. For more information about Vision Baptist Missions, the Vision for China team, and how to take the first step on your path to making Jesus famous in China, head on over to visionforchina.org. That's V-I-S-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. There you'll also find a slew of resources to aid you in both sharing the gospel with Chinese friends as well as to help you encourage others to give their lives to making Jesus known in China. In last week's episode, we got to dive into the story of missionary to China, Harold Schofield, and learned how the Lord used his faithful prayers for more laborers to China to rally a generation of college students to give their lives to boldly preaching Christ there. It's amazing to think that the Lord does truly hear our prayers, especially as we obey his command in Matthew chapter 9 to specifically pray for more laborers to go into the harvest fields preaching the gospel. You'll definitely want to listen in to our previous episode to hear how the Lord worked through the faithful prayers of this brother who desired that many more preachers come to China to make much of Jesus. As always, never miss an episode of the A Thousand Lives broadcast by going ahead and subscribing or following on your podcasting platform of choice. We're on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Breaker, and so much more. Head on over to visionforchina.org slash podcast. That's V-I-S-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G slash P-O-D-C-A-S-T for a complete directory of where you can listen in online. Subscribing to or following the broadcast with notifications turned on on your phone will set you up to get a notification each Monday morning as new episodes are published. Of course, you can find Vision for China on Facebook, where giving us a like will keep you up to date with occasional posts about what the Vision for China team is up to, as well as what we're talking about here on the podcast. And if you're more of the Instagram persuasion, you can find and follow Vision for China there as well. Remember, if you like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a comment and rating too. The more interaction the podcast gets, the more likely it is to be recommended to others. Help us get the word out that Jesus is worthy of being made much of in China. China. And also, if you're an overachiever and want to go that extra mile, go right ahead and share the broadcast on Facebook or Instagram, or maybe send a personal email to that person you know who is maybe teaching English in China currently, or that person at church considering getting involved in missions. We with Vision for China are asking the Lord to raise up more preachers to go to China with the gospel, and we want to get the word out that there are, in fact, opportunities to serve the Lord in this awesome country. One thing that we've noticed as of late is that many who were previously working in and teaching English in China are temporarily locked out of the country due to coronavirus and related travel restrictions and are praying about how to get back in. If you know someone in that situation, be sure to point them to the podcast as well. Sending someone a quick link to the broadcast or sharing with them on social media might just be the first time they've heard that there is actually a path to preaching and doing full-time ministry in China. They may have never heard of all the opportunities to make Jesus known through preaching and serving him there in the Middle Kingdom. So go ahead and share with them. They'll probably thank you for it. Well, for this week's broadcast, I'm excited to share a personal story about an acquaintance I had back while I was teaching English in China. This man, Ma Yong, 
is about my age, and I initially met him at a small hole-in-the-wall sort of restaurant just a couple of blocks down from the school I was teaching at. Mayong is not your average Chinese by any stretch. In fact, in a bit, I'll get into how he really doesn't even appear to have the same typical Chinese features that we Americans assume all Chinese people to have. And on top of that, he was of a different religious conviction as well. So how did I meet Mayong? And what exactly is his story? Why is he different from most Chinese people, and what exactly does he believe? Well, we'll get into all of that and more right after the Chinese region of the week. Our region for this week is the province of Shanxi. Shanxi is located in northern China and is home to around 37 million people. This province has about the same number of people as all of Canada and is in need of preachers surrendered to getting the gospel to them. Many listeners may remember us highlighting a province called Shanxi just a couple of weeks ago. Believe it or not, China has one province called Shanxi and one called Shanxi. It might be difficult to hear the difference, and that's because the only difference between the pronunciation of these two provinces is the tone. Two weeks ago, we highlighted Shanxi with a rising tone for Shan, and this week we're looking at Shanxi with a flat tone for Shan. Confused yet? The easiest way to tell them apart, at least for us English speakers, is to look at the way it's spelled when written out in English. The one from two weeks ago is spelled S-H-A-A-N-X-I, and the one for this week is spelled S-H-A-A-N-X-I. So back to this week's Shanxi province. Part of the Great Wall of China forms the border between Shanxi Province and the neighboring province of Inner Mongolia. Shanxi Province is considered one of the most polluted provinces in China because of the province's heavy reliance on coal. Shanxi Province needs to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. According to a survey done back in 2009, only 2.17% of the people that live in Shanxi Province identify themselves as Christian. Please pray for these people to hear the gospel. Pray for Shanxi. The people need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. The majority of the people living there do not know anything about the love shown them at the cross. Would you pray that more laborers would be raised up to take the good news of Christ's death for the people of Shanxi to them? Shanxi is another great place in China with many opportunities to serve the Lord and preach the gospel. Again, this is a province with a population roughly equivalent to all of the country of Canada. Friends, I remind you that there really are endless opportunities to come to China and preach the message of salvation. There are so many here in Shanxi who know nothing of Jesus, much less that he gave his life for them. Brother, You are listening in and praying about serving Christ overseas. You are considering what he'd have you do with your life. So why not consider giving your life to preaching Jesus in China? Why not devote your days to magnifying him among the people of this huge nation? There are dozens of millions of people all throughout the various provinces and regions of China that have yet to hear the gospel, and you could be the one to tell them. You could be the one to bring the glad tidings. Would you pray for the people of Shanxi? Would you pray for them to hear the gospel and be saved? Would you pray and ask the Lord to send them more laborers, more preachers, who will surrender their lives to get them the gospel? Brother, why not surrender your life to being that laborer and boldly proclaiming the gospel among them? 
How, after all, are they going to hear without a preacher? Nihal. I peeked into the back of the restaurant to try to see if I could see anyone with my Chinese hello. Other than one table off to the side with a couple of curious 20-somethings finishing up their noodles, no one was visible from the dining area. The two finishing their noodles were half gawking, half trying to act natural as the large bearded white man said a few things in his goofy Chinese. Yo ma? Anyone there? I shouted. No one was coming out of the back, and so I decided to just seat myself and wait. I picked a table and began to sit down when I finally heard a Lila, Lila, Xia come from the kitchen somewhere. Coming, coming, wait just a bit. I set down my backpack and sat down. It was the middle of summer in southern China, and for me that meant long days teaching summer camp classes at school. Fortunately, on this particular day, I had a half day with a free afternoon, so I intentionally went to this pulled noodle shop after their lunch rush to see if I could catch my new friend, Mai Yong, at a slower time for business. Sure enough, Mai Yong emerged from the kitchen and sat right across from me at the table. I took this as a sign that he was getting more and more comfortable talking with me. Busy today? He asked. He had a thick, backwoods, northern Chinese accent that was hard for me to decipher when we first met a few weeks previous. It was even thicker than Xiaoma's. But I was getting used to the speed and pirate-like R sounds. Now, Xiaoma, Maiyong's cousin, ran the noodle shop, and Maiyong had just moved down from Ningxia just a few weeks ago. And he definitely looked the part of someone from Ningxia. You see, Ningxia is one of China's self-autonomous regions with a large population of the ethnic Hui people. The Hui are unique in China because they are a mixture of Chinese ethnicity and Turkic Central Asian ethnicity. They don't even look all that Chinese in that their facial features more closely resemble Middle Eastern or even Western people. Hai Xinba, not too busy, I replied. I explained that I had a half day that day as I reached into my backpack and pulled out a Bible setting it there on the table in front of us. Uh, Shengjing Bible, he slowly read from the cover. I hear Islam has a holiday coming up, I said. Yes, the Feast of Sacrifice. Well, I, I'd love to ask you some questions about it if you don't mind. Sure, he said, but aren't you hungry? Maybe you'd like to order first. Nyoro la mien. Beef and pulled noodles, I said, nodding my head. One order of beef and pulled noodles, he said, as he jumped up and headed back into the kitchen. While I was waiting, I flipped open my Bible to Genesis chapter 22 and set it off to the side. I had heard about Islam's Feast of Sacrifice before and was curious to hear if Mayong was aware that its story had a similar, though slightly different, account in the Bible. A few minutes later, Mayong emerged with a piping hot bowl of beef and pulled noodle soup with bits of bok choy and cilantro on top. I grabbed my chopsticks and started eating, and he said he'd be back in a bit. As I finally polished off my bowl of noodles, Mayong, almost like clockwork, emerged from the kitchen and once again sat across from me at the table. After a few brief niceties about whether or not I enjoyed the noodles, he motioned toward the Bible and asked why I'd brought it. I hear that Muslims celebrate the Feast of Sacrifice to commemorate the offering of Abraham's son to Allah, correct? Yes, Abraham offered his son Ishmael to Allah because Allah told him, Mayong said. 
But Allah then told him to stop. Well, I asked, have you read the story in the Quran before? Yes, well, in the Chinese Quran. Really? I asked a bit surprised. I was a bit shocked that he had actually read the Quran. Many other Quay people that I had met before had never actually read the Quran other than in Arabic, which for them was a language they couldn't even speak. They just knew they were supposed to read the sounds off the page. Yes, Mayong responded, grabbing his phone and pulling up a Quran app and searching for the passage. Once he found it, he handed his phone to me to peruse. Sure enough, there it was, Allah commanding Abraham to offer his son. Now, did you know, I asked, that there is a similar passage in the Bible? No, really? Yes, but in the Bible, God tells Abraham to sacrifice Isaac. Intrigued, he began glancing back at the Bible. I showed Genesis 22 to him and walked him through the passage, showing him that the Lord did in fact command Abraham to sacrifice Isaac, but not before telling him to stop and providing a ram to die in Isaac's stead. From there, I was able to tell my young of the mercy and grace of God is found in his gift of a perfect, spotless lamb. I told him of the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. I told him of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who was given in love to save people from their sins. Mayong was very interested, and he was especially interested in reading the relevant passages in the New Testament that show that Jesus is that Lamb of God. Unfortunately, however, Mayong's interest was just an interested curiosity. He was quick to inform me that Jesus was just a good teacher, a prophet of Muhammad, and that he was certainly not God. Mayong told me that though much of the New Testament is good, it has at many points been changed and altered and, in his words, corrupted. At the end of our conversation, we agreed to meet again to further discuss the Bible's teaching on Jesus. The dinner hour was approaching after all, and the noodle shop was about to get busy again. After returning and discussing a few more times, I came one day to find that Mayong wasn't there. I asked his cousin, Xiaoma if it was a day off for him, and Xiaomai told me that an uncle of theirs in Beijing requested that Mayong go to work for a larger halal restaurant of his in Beijing, and that Mayong had already left southern China for that restaurant. This was summer 2014, and I haven't seen Mayong since. As far as I know, he has still not trusted Jesus Christ for salvation. Brothers, I share my own story with you today as a way to shed light on the darkness in China. I share his story to highlight the fact that China is a diverse place that, while predominantly atheist, Buddhist, and Taoist, is also home to many Muslims who are just as ignorant of the gospel. Most in China have never heard of Jesus, and most of those that have heard something about Jesus, kind of like my own, have not heard the truth that Jesus is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. They don't know that Jesus died so that they can be saved. They don't know that Jesus rose again and gives everlasting life to all that believe. Think, brother, on just how many young men in China, like Mayong, live their lives following false religions and false doctrines. Think, brother, on how, unlike Mayong, most of these young men in China have never had someone sit down with them with a Bible in hand to preach unto them Jesus. 
Now, brother, you know the truth. You have the truth. You have Jesus, truth incarnate. You know him. He has changed your life. He has transformed you into a new creature. He has given you a mandate to proclaim him to the nations. So, brother, what are you doing with that mandate? What are you doing for the dozens of millions in China and all around the world that either know nothing about Jesus or have a drastically warped view of who he is? Friend, are you aiming your life to live obediently to that mandate? Are you planning to do all in your power to obey the Lord's command to get the gospel to every creature? Think of those in China who may never hear of Jesus. If we, who have the truth, don't submit ourselves to the Lord's command to go forth with the gospel. Think of those who may die and go to hell because we chose to sit back and not do all in our power to advance this amazing message. Brother, will you pray? Will you go? Will you preach? Will you surrender your life to making your aim the aim of Christ? Will you commit to reach China and the world with the gospel? After all, you have the message. You know this message of truth. You know this message of salvation. It's precious to you, is it not? It changed your life, did it not? Is Jesus not worthy of your surrender to send the message of his glory and salvation and love all around the world? Is he not worthy of being made much of in China? Why don't you go? Why not commit your life to boldly making the grace of Christ known among China's billions? Again, brothers, opportunities abound to preach Jesus and serve him in China. And I beg you to consider China. I plead with you to pray and ask the Lord what he would have you do for him in China. If you want to take that next step toward China and learn how to continue on your path toward full-time ministry there, please reach out to us with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. You can email us at info at visionmissions.com. That's I-N-F-O at V-I-S-I-O-N-M-I-S-S-I-O-N-S dot C-O-M. Or email me personally at austin at reachingchina.org. That's A-U-S-T-I-N at R-E-A-C-H-I-N-G-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. We'd love to talk to you about the next steps you can take towards preaching Jesus in China. Whether that next step be Bible training, ministry training, or language and culture training, we'd love to guide you on your path to making Jesus famous in China. Friends, in Genesis 22... The Lord commanded Abraham to offer Isaac to him as an offering. Then, at the end of the story, a ram is offered instead. This story foreshadows how the Lord would one day offer his son, Jesus Christ, as the Lamb of God to die for the world. God was willing to offer Jesus for us. Abraham, in Genesis 22, was willing to offer Isaac to God. Xin, Xin, the Chinese word for offer is Xin. Brother, are you willing to Xin your life to God? Hold nothing back and make Jesus known in China? He, after all, Xin, his son for you and held nothing back. 
Why don't you shin your life to God and commit to obey his command to go forth with the gospel today? If not you, then who? Well, this concludes today's episode of the A Thousand Lives broadcast. Be sure to tune in to next week's episode for another story from Chinese missions history. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button for the A Thousand Lives broadcast so that you won't miss out on other exciting stories and interviews all centered on preaching Christ in China. Please remember to pray for more laborers for Shanxi this week. The people there need more preachers who will shin their lives over to God and go there to boldly preach the gospel. Thank you again for listening to the A Thousand Lives broadcast. This has been Austin, your host and missionary to China with Vision Baptist Missions and the Vision for China team. For more information about Vision Baptist Missions, the Vision for China team, and how to take the first step on your path to making Jesus famous in China, head on over to visionforchina.org. That's V-I-S-I-O-N-F-O-R-C-H-I-N-A dot O-R-G. There you'll also find a slew of resources to aid you in both sharing the gospel with Chinese friends as well as encouraging others to give their lives to making Jesus known in China. Well, until next time, 再见.